0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew with another batch of fascinating news stories that appeared on Archaeologica this past week. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Hordes of silver found in the southern Levant from the Middle Bronze Age may be the earliest examples of standard currency. Human remains and a shell bead from a cave in northwestern England, dated 11,000 years ago, are the earliest traces of humans found in northern Britain. A huge moat that defended Jerusalem from the invading crusaders has come to light around the old city, and it includes the enigmatic handprint pecked into the adjacent wall and ancient Zapotec tombs found in southwestern Mexico are evidence that the small village where they were found was once a large capital city. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year including a tour of Viking sites in Denmark. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org slash tours. And now here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day.
1: Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of January 22nd through the 28th, 2023. Our first story this week takes us to the Southern Levant, where new analysis of hoards of silver may be the earliest known evidence of the use of precious metal as currency in the region. The hoards consist of small pieces of irregular cut silver, these are not coins, but are instead valued according to their weight. Researchers studied 28 pieces of silver from four hoards found at Middle Bronze Age archaeological sites in Israel, Gaza, and the West Bank. According to the study, reported by LiveScience.com and published in the Journal of Archaeological Science, the Middle Bronze Age is a period known for the construction of large ramparts and fortifications, However, the team questioned how exactly workers would have been compensated for their labor. Tzila Eschel, an archaeologist at the University of Haifa, and her colleagues, believed that workers would have been paid an agreed-upon weight of silver, following the practice that would have already been in use in the northern Levant, a region now encompassing Lebanon and Syria. According to Eschel, three of the four hordes were not found alongside silversmithing tools, evidence that the hoards were being used only for exchange, and not to create other silver objects. This suggests that weights of silver had been used as a currency in the region since at least the approximate dates of the hoards, which span from 1600 to 1550 BC. Not everyone agrees that this is a new finding, as some researchers point to other evidence for the use of silver as currency in this region in the Middle Bronze Age. The study also attempted to determine the origins of the silver in the hordes by examining their chemical impurities and isotopes. The analysis revealed signs of a widespread transition between sources in about 1200 BC, possibly from silver mined in Anatolia to silver mined in southeastern Europe, which was then brought to the Levant over long-distance trade routes. Examination of the silver in one of the hoards suggests it may have been extracted from the same source as contemporary shaft graves at the site of Mycenae in Greece. Next, we go to southwestern England, where the earliest human remains in northern Britain have come to light in a complex cave system known as Heeningwood Bone Cave in Cumbria. The cave was first excavated in 1958, and revealed the skeletal remains of three adults and a child. Radiocarbon dating found that they lived during the early Bronze Age, around 4,000 years ago. Archaeologists returned to the cave in 2016 and unearthed animal bones, stone tools, pottery, and beads made from shells. As reported to phys.org, the most recent excavation, conducted over the past six years by local archaeologist Martin Stables, uncovered a periwinkle shell bead and human remains that are much earlier, dating to 11,000 years ago during the early Mesolithic. Analysis and dating of the collection was the work of an international team led by archaeologists from the University of Central Lancashire, headed by Dr. Rick Peterson. The early Mesolithic was a period when modern humans were the only hominid species surviving in the British Isles. Earlier human remains are known from southern England and from Wales, but the destructive effect of past glaciations means that such finds are rare in northern Britain. The team has been able to identify eight individuals buried in the cave, seven of which have been dated by researchers from the University of Nevada and Pennsylvania State University using radiocarbon dating. According to stables, the results have shown that the cave was used for burials at three distinct periods in the prehistoric past. The cave was utilized 4,000 years ago during the early Bronze Age, approximately 5,500 years ago in the early Neolithic, and around 11,000 years ago during the early part of the Mesolithic period. Despite the fragmented condition of the remains, the associated artifacts make it likely that these were all deliberate burials. Our next story returns us to Israel, where a moat that once stood in the way of the European Crusader armies has been discovered beneath the old city of Jerusalem. As reported by IFL Science and according to Israel Antiquities Authority excavation director Zubera Adawi, the moat was at least 30 feet wide and between 6 and 23 feet deep. The protective channel surrounded the city walls and is thought to have been dug no later than the 10th century A.D., this moat was not filled with water, but the large dry ditch still provided a difficult obstacle for any attackers. The famous city walls and gates that surround the old city today were built in the 16th century under the Ottoman sultan Suleyman the Magnificent. However, the ancient fortifications that protected Jerusalem prior to this point would have been far more impenetrable. Dr. Amit Raim, Jerusalem Regional Director at the Israel Antiquities Authority, reports that in the eras of knights and charging cavalry, the fortifications of Jerusalem were formidable and complex, consisting of walls and various elements to hold off large armies. Considering the age of the 1,000-year-old Moat, it's likely that it would have seen serious action during the Crusades, as European armies repeatedly assaulted Jerusalem between the 11th and 13th centuries. According to Rayem, the historians who accompanied the First Crusade described the siege of Jerusalem in June 1099 as a tedious and costly five-week effort to cross the huge moat and two thick walls while under heavy fire from the Muslim and Jewish defenders. To enter the city, the crusaders would have had to cross the moat and the two thick walls that it surrounded, while a series of secret tunnels would have allowed those within Jerusalem to enter the moat and attack the enemy by surprise before retreating to the safety of the city. While excavating the ancient line of defense, archaeologists also happened upon a handprint carved into the wall of the moat. However, they are unable to offer an explanation as to who made the imprint or what significance it may hold. Whether the hand that made the mark belonged to a city defender, an invading knight, or someone else, remains a mystery. Our final story this week comes from San Pedro Nejico in southwest Mexico and was reported by the Mexico News Daily. Researchers now believe the quiet 150-person mountain town was once one of the largest and most important settlements in the region before the Spanish conquest. The Mexican National Institute of Anthropology and History has recently uncovered five ancient Zapotec tombs, bringing the total number of burial monuments found in the area to 12. The number and elaborate nature of the tombs show the wealth and importance of the pre-Hispanic settlement, which was once the capital of the Ishtapayi fiefdom. According to archaeologist Dr. Nelly Robles-Garcia, after receiving an alert of irregular activity in some of the tombs, The National Institute Oaxaca Center commissioned a group of professionals to evaluate and restore one cruciform and four rectangular tombs. Robles Garcia, a specialist in pre-Hispanic cultures, reports that the largest tomb, identified as Tomb 1, has a cruciform shape and is located on what was once a residential terrace. When it was discovered in 2010 by someone living nearby, the tomb was found to be looted, However, some of the funerary goods were found and restored, such as a small gold bead and murals. The tombs of San Pedro Nejico show occupation of the region between A.D. 200 and 1521 and provide clues about funerary customs of the elite at that time. In three of the tombs, few materials were recovered, a few small pieces such as local ceramic miniatures, shell and foreign green stone, However, some of the tombs were intact, including bone material. Despite poor conditions due to moisture that entered over the last five centuries, these materials, after further analysis, will provide data about their former inhabitants. One of the halls of the Community Museum of San Pedro Nejico is now home to the first archaeology workspace in the area, which Robles Garcia believes will help show that Nehiko, ancient capital of the region, was an important enclave on the Zapotec border. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week.
0: This has been the Audio News from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the Audio News by clicking on the Share This link on our Audio News webpage or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by.